0: Change the Game, proudly brought to you by the QCCS Mackay Cutters. Hi everyone, welcome to QCCS Mackay Cutters Change Game podcast podcast. I'm today joined by Amanda Cam, she's a member for Whitsundays um, Liberal National Party, uh, Domestic Violence and Child Protection Shadow Minister. Uh, Thank you for joining us today Amanda.
1: Thanks Mitch, great to be here.
0: I'd like to acknowledge the Traditional Owners of the Land we're meeting on today, the Yui people of the Kulin Nation, and pay my respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. Amanda, this is a, an area for you that um, you know, you're working in, but it's also a passion and, and um, an area of, uh, you know, we, we want to see change in this area as well. Um, and it, it's definitely you know, something I think we all need to acknowledge um, for having respectful relationships across the board, not only you know in the working environment, uh, at home, just in in the community. Um, for you, what is a respectful relationship?
1: Well, you're right about it being really important, and you know I'm a mum as well to three young adults, so you know boys and girls. So it's it is important that I think everyone um, takes responsibility for what a respectful relationship is and um, what. I think the fundamental is, is just respecting each other as human beings, as people that have real experiences, that we have real feelings and uh, ultimately I think people just want to be um, responded to in a way that, you know, they're respected and it's a bit of that, you know, that old saying, you know, if you've got nothing good to say, then don't say it. Or, uh, you know, whether it's your local in your local neighbourhood and your neighbour next door or whether it's the person you work next to, you know, I think it's just being mindful, being mindful about how you communicate and whether that's verbally or just your body language or your energy. Respectful relationships for me is is... Really, just about understanding that everyone is a human being, and uh, we're all we are all deserving, no matter the color of our skin, our job, our socioeconomic background, our sexual preference. That you know, you deserve the same level of respect. Um, so that's that's what I, I think it's really simple. Okay. Um, but somehow it's become really complex, yeah. and it's you know the way we teach it now. It's you know it gone are the days where. You know, when I was growing up, it was just part of, I think, you know, the values that were instilled in families and it's really changed. People are busy and and the introduction of social media and other, other things, I think, has, you know, and even just the differences between men and women and all of that's so really analysed that it's just changed um, and made things really complex when, in fact, if you break it down, it's really simple. Just yeah. treat each other with kindness.
0: Yeah, and language is really important. I think at least um, you know, for any relationship, the how we use language, the, uh, the language we do use, and I think you know, even within football and our programs and junior league, especially, you sort of see that where you know, um, we're making sure that our coaches are using the right language to our to our our children, our kids who are playing and going through um, you know, their childhood and um, inside a club. Um, is that something you've noticed um, a change since you've you know, your upbringing to now?
1: Yeah, I do, and I think you know when you, it's important language and communication, and I think that's um, you know it's about age appropriateness, and it's also, I mean, you know, when I was growing up in, in playing sport, and my sport was touch football. You know, I mean, we we had hard, motivating coaches, and and you need that. That's really important that you've got a discipline and and that you set an expectation and there's leadership and all of those qualities and, you know, sometimes you'd cop a, cop a, you know, a bit of constructive feedback very strongly and, and that's okay, but I think it's, it is about how we recognise and we're just sensitive and, and understand that um, it's a changing environment and I think what's changed now is that, you know, people are dealing with, whether it's kids all these added pressures of life. And so what may have seemed to be a quite a, an acceptable comment or or encouragement or even discouragement for, for you know, for one of a better word, that it can be interpreted differently because you don't know what's going on in someone's life and you don't know what their lived experience is. And so um, what we do know and what I come to understand in my work is that, you know, there is an increase now in, in physical violence. There's an increase in verbal abuse. There's an increase just in general um, in the family environment, uh, more broadly, and it doesn't discriminate. It doesn't discriminate whether you uh, are professional workers, or whether you come from a mining background, or whether you're on a farming or agricultural background, or you've been raised, you know, um, you know, in in a um, you know in a, in a uh, multicultural community. That there is this prevalence that wasn't and maybe it was always there but it wasn't talked about and people didn't know how to articulate it or didn't know that that's what they were living with and so it's really shone a light on the need to educate um, everyone in our community about what, what respectful relationships are but what is respectful communication and, and I think seeking to understand how people respond and having a bit of a curiosity around that and how you communicate is important.
0: Yeah, definitely, especially that response um I think that response for me, like, you know, my own personal journey you know, growing up and, um, you know, you might hear something and, you know, you wouldn't agree with it and you, m- you might think, well, that needs to be called out and, you know, but you've got to do that the right, the right way as well.
1: Mm, that's right, um, yeah. The right, like, tone is everything. And, you know, I think, and I think we've seen that progress in sport over decades as well. Like, it's changed, mm. you know, what, what was acceptable in the 70s and 80s is now you know evolved and and it's changed it doesn't take away what might be competitiveness or um you know or or that create that sort of um bit of friction that needs to happen in in competitive sport or even in the workplace at times but it is just that awareness of how you respond and taking notice of how people respond to you as well so yeah it's important
0: awareness um, so conflict like that sort of talks a little bit to um, where we want to go next with this is conflict um, and how to deal with conflict. So, what is—is is there any uh, ways for, you know that you, inside your work and what you're doing, um, you know, through social change yep. um, that we can change behaviours through dealing with conflict? Yeah,
1: I think well, and there's a lot of awareness now around bystanders, and if you if you see something that doesn't look right, doesn't sound right in years gone by, you would walk past and not want to be involved because that's between, you know, it might be between a husband and wife or a boyfriend and girlfriend or even two work colleagues. And that's changing now where we all have a responsibility, I think, to not necessarily intervene if, if that's not safe or appropriate, but it's just about communicating with others and making people aware those that can intervene or can support is really important. And I think... Um, as well when it comes to conflict, it's also about how you react to that. And so much is about, normally, about the person who's inflicting the conflict, not really about you. So not taking things personally and sort of seeking to understand, well, what might be going on with that person? And it's actually, I think, flipping it now and it's more a check-in and are you okay and coming from a place of empathy or or, or, or an understanding before you jump to conclusions... Um, I think we're you know we're under enormous pressure we're in a global pandemic and that's like an invisible natural disaster just occurring around us continuously it's so different to what we've experienced in a cyclone that comes you know wreaks havoc and then disappears and then we go through a recovery stage for two years and I think people are so heightened and aware and I travel a lot with my work and I was on a flight recently and I was speaking to the Qantas steward who said almost every day or every second day they're removing people off planes. Because of that conflict and the language and the response people are having and it's got nothing to do with what's happening on that plane at that day, it's because people have got so much going on and so much stress in their life um, over these last couple of years that they're just not able to respond you know, appropriately, and that's not an excuse. We'll have to take personal responsibility, but I think it's just having that awareness that when when there is conflict, maybe don't jump to that initial conclusion. And the other message I'd have there is if there is conflict, whether it's your neighbourhood or you see something with, with a colleague or is that awareness around that um, domestic and family violence prevention and early intervention's important and being able to tell people where they can find help... Uh, and there's plenty of places out there, whether it be DV Connect, or which is a 1-800 number, uh, who can put you in touch with the right people. But if you see something or hear something and you know it's not right, it, it is upon all of us to respond because the statistics are harrowing and heartbreaking and the stories that come through my office are, are almost unbelievable And and you wouldn't know. You know, you just you, to look at people, you just wouldn't know that that's what they're dealing with. So if you see it, um, you know, I think the mayor's campaign, I was part of that when I was on council, around drawing the line on domestic violence and just bringing it back. It's all about bringing it back to basics, and that respectful relationships is is critical to that.
0: Yeah. So um, you, see, you see it, say something. Um, the behaviours that you you know walk past, the behaviours that you accept. Absolutely. Accepts, yeah. It's um, true. There was one uh, Makes me think uh, I was part of a Tribunal decision Last year for the Junior League And um, A big part of that Conversation with um, That That situation was Parent behaviour And Mm sidelines And you know Abuse um, Over And not a lot of People um, During that period Last season At at that time Were um, Brave enough to Call it out Mm -hmm. And you know They would let that go um, And accept that Behaviour But We've kind of had a few discussions internally here with um, Rugby League Macquarie District and I know it's been done in other areas but just having a, a number or a, um, a way for people to communicate there is um, an issue yeah. uh, but without probably approaching them themselves or um, probably be so people who don't want to dob people in too. Like yeah. They're only seen as a dibba-dobber. That's you know?
1: right. And I also think it's a bit like the road rage scenario too. You don't know how someone's going to react. Yeah. Like it's, And we've seen that. We've seen that in lots of sporting codes Uh, And I witness it in other codes as I attend different events, not just, it's not isolated to rugby league, it's, you know, it's basketball, it's soccer, it's futsal, I've seen it everywhere where you might have a very impassioned parent uh, or, or, you know, supporter on the sideline who may not, one may not be aware that what they're actually doing is inappropriate, but you're right about the sort of, no one wants to be dobbing on someone, but I also think people don't want to have to deal with their reaction and... I mean, you hear and you see in our own community, you know, you can be driving along, someone cuts you off and next minute they've pulled over and, you know, mm. potentially putting a fist through your window and it, you know, it's a, it is a – we're dealing with basic things every day, whether you're on the sideline of a sporting field or you're out on the road, that what us what you know, should be really simple everyday things are – triggering people for whatever reason. It's got nothing to do probably with that sport or, or what's happening on the road but I think it is that reaction and I don't blame anyone who doesn't want to um, maybe confront that because um, you don't want a king hit and end up in hospital but it is about having what are the avenues that you can report that and you can still call it out in a way that's safe for you, safe for, for everyone around you as well. So I think an introduction to a process there is, um, and it's all about education as well. Because you're right, we can't accept that standard. Mm. Our refs can't accept that standard. And, and you know, it's, it's not fair for the kids and the participants as well. So,
0: Yeah, and also, uh, social media plays a part, I think, too. Uh, to, um, you know, it might try and highlight it a little bit more than um, it should. Like when people take the phones out and then it can go you know, a little bit viral mm. on social media. Yep. It doesn't help no. in situations. Um, yep. You know, I, I can see sometimes when I'm flicking through um, that these things pop up and, like, why is this getting attention? I shouldn't yeah. be getting this much attention. Um, yeah. And it's just the world we're living in. It is.
1: And if you look at social media, tragically, more of the negative stuff is getting more reach, more attention than any positive reinforcement is. And, you know, that's a shift we all have to take responsibility in and what we look at, absorb, and what our kids are looking at. And yeah you know, and young adults, because um, it plays right into all of that that other stuff we're talking about, respectful relationships, what, what people are exposed to and what they're seeing and absorbing, you know, it's rewiring their brains, and there's science behind that, so it is about ensuring that we, you know, as positive role modelling and, mm-hmm. and that we've got positive avenues for people, you know, to express themselves.
0: Unhealthy behaviour leading into unhealthy relationships, um, so... My question in that too is how to identify that unhealthy behaviour. Yeah, maybe it is in yourself. Um, you need to sit back and reflect on some of the, your behaviour. Maybe it's inside the family life or in the work environment mm. or out in the community. Um, and then where do you go to talk to someone to change that behaviour?
1: Yeah, it's, um, you know, a lot of people don't even know it's either happening to them or they are someone who it's occurring, you know, they're leading unhealthy behaviour. So a big area is coercive control. Is something that the state government at the moment, we have a big paper out there at the moment and people remember Hannah Clark. Sadly, her life was taken with her children um, uh, when, when her ex-partner, um, you know, lit their car on fire. So that's the most horrific version of that. Um, but that was, a, that was a scenario of coercive control and I've since spoken with her family and her lawyers and things and she didn't even know that behaviour was unhealthy. So she was in a in a marriage that she didn't realise she was even experiencing, and that's at the really extreme event. Um, but I think it's it is about self awareness for people and individuals, and it's you know I I truly believe there's only a tiny tiny percent of humanity that are really evil or bad. Mm. Most of us just you know may go in the wrong direction or may be dealing with things, and it's just our the way we respond. And so if you you know I think it's about healthy you know, healthy activity about who you surround yourself with, all those sorts of things, but being able to check in with yourself and, and and I think it's about people checking in with you. And if you do notice that something's not right, I mean, whether you've got a workplace that has an, an EAP um, to be able to get that support and check in or whether it is about contacting um, a local service provider, you know, Lifeline's a great start just to have a chat with someone or your GP and if you're starting to notice that things are getting on top and your is changing... You know, it is just about having that awareness and I think we're so busy in life, it's really tough sometimes to notice that and sometimes you've got to listen to the people around you that care about you most to understand, oh, well, maybe things aren't, aren't right and mental health is a, is a huge, you know, contributor yeah. to that as well and um, I'm, on a, I'm actually sitting on a parliamentary inquiry. We're doing a, a big inquiry into that and to, by May. We have to hand down a report about mental health across Queensland and it's all interlinked. You know, this respectful relationships, the prevalence of domestic violence, children in care, right through to, and they're the extreme events, but right through to workplace bullying and, and, um, and even our young people, you know, teenagers that just feel they're not coping um, with everyday life, the impacts of social media, etc. You know, it's all interlinked. So, I think it's basics. It's yeah. basics about surrounding yourself with good people, positive people, healthy lifestyle, get out yeah. in nature. You know, just the basics. Take time out for yourself. It's really important.
0: Yeah, and, and develop, underlying, I think, into that is developing good habits um, to make sure those behaviours um, are healthy. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And, and not unhealthy. You know, because if they become a habit, then you know, the issues really start happening. Yep, yep, um, for sure. Improving the, our resources and access to your support, you've just touched on it. Um, what are some things that will help improve for that you guys are working on? Yeah, I
1: think... Um you can never have enough money and and we have a shortfall in funding for these sorts of they 're seen as soft services really, um, unlike when you break your arm, you go to the hospital, you know you get it fixed If you 've got a mental health issue or you 've got or you 're under enormous pressure and you need counseling, sadly, the resources aren 't as prevalent and it, and as accessible and like for young people you know we 've got headspace, but the wait lists for those sorts of services are quite significant so it is that sort of basic training that you need, I think, just as a community and that educational awareness to be checking in on people, and then if it is more complex and, acu- and acute, um, when it comes to either mental health or, or prevalence of violence or whatever it might be, there are services there, um, but we need we need to we need a lot more. And I think, you know, what's What's great about our local community, and whether it be the cutters, or whether it be our hospital foundation, or you know Mackay Foundation, we've got all of these organisations out there doing great work. Um, And you know Selectability is another one doing stuff in in mental health um, prevention and suicide prevention. So we've got all of these community services, and I think it's just about knowing where to go to get that support and uh, and knowing what might fit for you and. It may actually be just going to your local gym, you know, and just you need a you need a, a state of mind change, and you need like you say, a positive habit, and getting out of bed every day, or joining a, you know, joining a local sporting club, or or whatever it might be. I think I think sometimes we we think we need this, um, you know, this complex solution and sometimes it's just the basic stuff. So, you know, your GP should be your first port of call, but we do have some amazing grassroots services in Mackay and the Whitsundays and out to Isaac area that people can access. It's just about knowing where that information is to find it. Yeah,
0: I just uh, updated my health insurance and part of that I noticed um, for the first time that there was a wellbeing um, support Section. Yeah, in my we we insurance. must be on the same
1: page because I've just done the same, and I'm like, wow, I get 150 bucks back from a well-being, yeah. whatever. Like, there's all these choices, which so, you know. Yeah, and that yeah. was really
0: interesting because i um yeah, really um passionate about this area of um well-being, and you know, I've just finished a well-being um uh, athlete well-being management cert four, and yep. um we discuss that in in that course that you know that's some of the, th- the changes that need to start happening and have providers um really support the well-being industry and mm. um, provide access and um, yeah, the needed resources for people. Um, and not always have, having salutogenic, um, mm. you know, um, n- not always being a pathogenic um, way, so not yep. always just looking to fix the problem. We yep. need to have a proactive approach to it.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I'm definitely
0: going to be using that with my yeah. mind. Um, it, was, it was good to see. Uh, you've just joined our board. So, it's great to have your input on our board, our Mackay Cutters board. Um, what was the sort of decisions for you to, to join our board and um, what are your thoughts so far in, in being involved? And yeah. I'd like to get to know um, know your journey a little bit more too if yep. you can.
1: Yeah, well, I was approached a couple of years ago to join the board and I kept saying no, 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 because I was on council and, I sort of felt there was a bit of a conflict because you know council and stadium, and so there was all that. And I thought I was best help, I could best support the code and and the cutters in my role as deputy mayor, which was great. But um, yeah, when uh, when the opportunity came late last year, so I've only attended a couple of meetings, but I'm, I'm getting my head around it all. I I've been on a number of not for profit organisations. I'm very passionate about not for profit organisations. Um, I certainly love sport. I certainly love league. Um you know, cutters and cowboys all the way for me. And and I also love um, seeing, you know, diversity in sport and the power of that. And, uh, and that's not just women. That's, you know, multicultural background. I think giving kids an opportunity who don't have, you know, all the resources at hand that some kids have, yeah. that opportunity to participate is really important as well. And, um, you know, we're a rugby league town. Um, I think we we, as a region, punch above our weight. i think we 've got a lot of opportunity with our grounds and and what could happen here and my passion in the not for profit sector is around uh, and, and my experience has been really focused on good governance and ensuring that the foundations are strong and with that, you know if you get the right culture and the right governance, then you, you know you can go anywhere with it and so you know, my past experience was on Resource Industry Network and I was heavily involved in the new Centre of Excellence there and, um, and, you know, and we went through a tough time as a board when the mining downturn happened and how would we, you know, recreate ourselves and similarly I did the same on Mackay Tourism many years ago and more recently on the um, Women's Domestic Violence Service before I was elected into state politics, I was heavily involved in that and we we were able to, you know, create a culture there where it was a no wrong door approach for, for women and children and even men that needed that support across our community and, and change, sort of bring in leadership and good governance and, and now it's, you know, one of the you know, one of the more successful services across the state. So I'm really keen to bring that and, and we're doing some of that with mm-hmm. our policy reviews and different things with yeah. the cutters. So I think it's um you know and, and I'm I'm excited about the future for for sport and for league and where that can go. and And in Parliament, I get to meet you know amazing people. And I went along to the Friends of Rugby League recently and and met some of our young and upcoming stars. And the talent that comes out of Mackay is incredible. Mm. Particularly, um, I mean, we've always been successful with men and 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 our young men, uh, but our young women incredible talent as well. And uh, and that's exciting. And um, and then it was great to be able to win uh, the country versus city uh, parliament game. So, right. Scotty Prince was on my team <laughs> and I must say we kicked butt. That was touch though, but it was great. We played at the Broncos and, you know, that's some of the cool stuff I get get to do, um, which I never thought I'd get to do. So, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Did you score? Uh, I did not, but yeah. I did help in scoring. Yeah. So, that was good. Yeah. Uh, and I've got a great photo to prove it. But, um, it, yeah, I, I'm really I'm really excited. I mean, obviously, we have got a new coach and, you know, I think, I think the the Cutters have always been on this up and down journey, you know, and so, um, and as a community, you know, it'd be great just to see that consistent loyalty, you know, across our community, whether we're winning or, you know, middle of the draw or coming at the bottom of the ladder. It's just about getting the community behind, um, you know, this sport, this code. Um, But I think it's also about ensuring that we've, you know, we're accessible, we're accessible to people and... And that they know if they come here, you know, they're going to have a great experience and, and that the team is going to have a great experience too. I mean, ultimately, you know, that's who we're here to, to serve as the board and, um, and, you know, give them all the tools and, and support you in what needs to happen, you know, for them to be successful. So, and success may mean different things at different times of the season, but, you know, we've got to just take each week as it comes. That's yeah.
0: right. Yeah, we're on a journey yeah. to our end goal and... Our goal is to get back to winning a premiership. That's right. no doubt about it. Uh, what's your thoughts on the upcoming season? So we just t- you touched on it then, but um, you got any
1: Yeah, look, oh, or? no, I'm not going to go that far. No. Not in this first year. Um, but, but I'm excited. I'm just – I'm excited for the season. I think also, you know, we've got the NRL warm-up match coming here, which is pretty exciting. I think the town will go off with that. Yeah. And I think we've just got to take that – um excitement and engagement and just carry that through the season and um you know i think we've got some young talent as well so and and they had a great season last year so i just think it's um for me it's just about ensuring that i think the team supported i think that i think we don't i think we underestimate how important that is Mm. that, that the community can really play a role in lifting you know what happens on that field and um I don't know how we do that yet but we you know i think we can you see yeah. glimpses of it but i think we can do that we've you know we've always had great corporate support yeah. even in tough times and that's i think that shows that you know we're, we're here for the long haul so it's just about taking it to that next level and supporting supporting the team to do that
0: yeah it's definitely a united approach and also i think for us is you know giving that support back the other way you know it's our it's us as a club and our players and um all teams connecting into community mm. and Definitely. In, in, in schools, in our, in our, um, in our sponsors' workshops. And, yeah, yeah. Um, giving back as well.
1: Yeah, it's really important. It's important that that you know, younger generation and others get to see that, yeah. I think. Yeah,
0: Understand that connection, the yep. link. So February 26th, we have, uh, as you mentioned, the Cowboys and Broncos uh, trial here, which have a full-strength team, so it's going to be a great game. We're playing – the Cutters are playing the Cowboys Young Guns, and then we have Serena versus Wes in the A-grade. Grand final rematch before that at 3 o'clock, so big day of rugby league. Big day of rugby league. Um, yeah, three games. And then round one, March 19th against PNG Hunters here at the stadium. So that's always our biggest crowd yep, every year. It and, is. Um, the community really turns out for that. So hopefully we'll get off to a, a good start for the year. And we um, looking forward to having you involved, Amanda, and seeing you at some games. No, thank you. I, uh,
1: I look forward to it and then um, and the behind-the-scenes stuff as well. So it'll be great. Thanks, Mitch. Thank you. Change the Game. Proudly brought to you by the QCCS Mackay Cutters.